Hey everyone, welcome to Megavision Show episode 114. My name is Chris Powell and I'm the editor of Megavisions. We're going to do things a little bit differently than normal. Uh, for starters, it's just me here with you because I wanted to give you some important updates on issue three. I want to let you know that we have copies of Megavisions issue three in hand. We finally received them from the printer and they look absolutely fantastic. I'm very excited about it. And I'm happy to say we're gonna start shipping out issues beginning tomorrow to our Patreon subscribers and also those who've made purchases on the Mega Store over on megavisions.net. So today is May 22nd, beginning May 23rd, these issues will be going out. So with that said, I wanna give you some updates on what's going on with Megavisions why it's taken a little bit of extra time for issue three and kind of where we're going forward and uh, even some updates uh, on issue four. And then we'll get into uh, some of the discussion with myself, Sam and Isaac. Uh, so for issue three, I want to talk a little bit about what's taken a little bit of extra time, why it has, and some of what I guess happened with issue two, which came out last winter in uh, 2022. This was our one our double fine retrospective and Psychonauts 2 on the cover, which was really cool. But with that one and with issue one, we hired a new uh, designer. We'll call him Designer Dan. We hired him on on redesigning uh, Megavisions going from what we had with issues uh, 7, 8, and 9 when Sketch was designing them. And they look great, uh, but if you remember, uh, Sketch just didn't have the time necessary to to, to continue to dedicate uh, to to building these the legacy issues of, of Megavisions is what we kind of call them now. Um, but but really, I mean, he was building these things in in Photoshop. It was just taking a a long time for him to do because of of how much work and it it really required uh, for his process. So. We knew that that wasn't going to continue to be possible, so we, we ended up going with Dan, and he redesigned the magazine when we rebooted everything with issue one. And that was uh, with our Cloud uh, Final Fantasy, yeah, our Neo Retro Final Fantasy VII uh, cover story. So with that one, he redesigned it and gave us a new kind of look. We modernized the uh, the magazine a bit. I wasn't, honestly, I I. I I didn't feel like we met the the quality from a design standpoint that I expected of of Megavisions, and so I knew I wanted to continue to build on from that going into issue two, and so I was I was excited to to continue to to find ways that we could forge uh, kind of a new path with with our style. And modernizing it, uh, we went away from the kind of the uh, the aged kind of neo retro, I guess, look of the original seven, eight, nine, where it was kind of discolored. And um, so, like I said, we kind of modernized it and everything, and, and cleaned it up. Um, but just overall, I wasn't like I said, I wasn't like super super happy with the design. Going into issue two, we were looking to to make some changes and trying to emphasize bigger screens that way we can highlight the games a little bit better it just didn't end up working out we just weren't able to meet 
deadlines um, on the production side and on the layout side. And so kind of towards the middle part, towards the end of, of layout and design on issue two, we ended up parting ways with designer Dan, which needless to say, kind of left us in a pickle. <laughs> we, we didn't have any other uh, layout and design you know, guys on staff. I basically took it up and carried the magazine to the finish line. At that point in time, I really was not very proficient with uh, Adobe InDesign. I was able to do enough to get us through the finish line, like I said, and, uh, and get issue two out the door. I ended up working some layouts myself in that that were, um, you know, kind of, of of my own. Like I said, I, I, I'm not a designer by, by trade, I'll admit that. I do have experience in design. As some people know, I served in the Air Force for, for 20 years doing public affairs. Uh, by trade, I started off as a print journalist. Um, this was all the way back in 2000. Holy smokes, it sounds so old now. Uh, so long ago. But back then in public affairs, we would produce a weekly based newspaper. My first assignment was at Malmstrom Air Force Base in Montana. And I was working at that time for the High Plains Warrior. It was the name of our newspaper. It was a weekly, I, I want to say it was, oh man, how many pages? Maybe like 20, 24, maybe 28 pages, something like that. And we would, uh, the way it would, it would work basically is like Mondays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays, we would go and do all the, the our interviews on stories that were basically happening throughout the base. It was essentially of like uh, a new, a community kind of newspaper for the base. So it would cover all the goings on, the news that was happening, uh, upcoming events, and some of the salacious stuff that we <laughs> used to be able to publish was the, uh, the weekly blotter uh, from security forces. So we would kind of give, spill some uh, juicy gossip on who was getting arrested or who was getting in trouble with the law. We could actually publish some of that information. And uh, it was some of the most popular <laughs> columns that we have in the newspaper. That was kind of funny. But so yeah, we would uh, write all the stories, we would take a lot of the photos. And then it was our job too to do the design and layout of the the newspaper. So back then we were using Quirk Express, which was is, is pretty, you know, outdated by today's standards. But I found out that I guess Quirk is still around and they're still, uh, they're still turning out new updates and everything. So, so maybe I'll have to one of these days jump in and, uh, jump back in a Quirk and see, see how it's coming along. But, but no, we've been using Adobe InDesign, uh, for our production, uh, for a while now in with Megavision. So I had to learn that. And so that took me a while. Um, I basically, after issue two was done and I started looking ahead at the realization that, holy crap, I'm really going to have to do issue three for the most part by myself, like all the design layout. <laughs> and I was like, oh man. So I was, uh, I took like a week, I think this was, uh, yeah, this was last, it, it's a long time now. I know you guys, <laughs> but it was last summer and before I really got in into work on production or anything on on issue three, I just took like a week or so and just did as many Adobe InDesign tutorials, YouTube tutorials, just read up on it, learned the program, 
un try to understand the shortcuts and and figure things out as best I could to get me ready enough and better prepared to take on uh, what was going to be coming with with issue three. And so looking ahead at that, we knew we had an opportunity to make some necessary changes that I feel like we just needed to make on the design side. Looking at it, that now I was going to basically be doing all the design and layout so I could kind of control what we were doing and everything else. I wanted to look at just, just changing everything up all together and see what we could do. And so Sketch and I kind of sat down and, and looked at everything and, and talked it through. And we realized we really still love what we were doing in the original 789 issues going back. Like, I, I, I look back at those issues still, and I love them. They look great. I mean, those are still some of our most popular issues to, to date, and I understand why. It looks fantastic. And so we, we kept kind of talking about that, and when we were going down, and, and I was trying to kind of figure out what we wanted to do with the redesign, and so we started talking about what if we could come up with a new process where we could kind of take aspects of the original style and, and make it look like that style, but modernize it in such a way that it can be reproduced by myself on a quarterly basis in InDesign. Whereas before, like I said, Sketch was primarily building everything in, in Photoshop and then we would, you know, kind of come in and, and lay in the text over over top of it before we sent it to the printer. And so we we looked at that and, and kind of figured out a new process for how we were going to approach it. So we set out on on this way of, of redesigning the magazine, like I said. So we took aspects of the old style, but we wanted to redesign the magazine uh, to make it completely new and give it kind of a new look, updating it, modernizing it while still making it feel very, very much like Megavisions. And I, I think we did achieve that. I'm very proud of it, uh, of what we were able to, to pull off with this issue. We have some huge sprites, some gigantic screens. Like I said, Sketch did uh, the cover story layout, which is uh, on uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. And he just completely knocked it out of the park. So if you're a fan of some of those older layouts that Sketch was doing in 789. We're gonna have Sketch continue to, to take on and, and handle the, the cover story layouts uh, while I handle the rest of the magazine. I also realized <laughs> that if I'm gonna handle the, the, the layout and production, it probably is not a great idea for me to, to write the cover story and all these other reviews and previews and other things in, in the issue. So. Going forward, I think I'm going to take a, a little bit of a step back from writing so much and lean more and give more opportunities to the staff uh, to do our cover stories and some of the other more important pieces. And so you'll see some more of that. And thank God, because that's a lot of pressure to write a cover story. And I'm, But I also want to continue to do interviews, which is a little easier for me because I can conduct the interviews, you know, like through... OBS or Zoom and then we can like throw them on YouTube later on and and then I can transcribe them pretty quickly through transcription services 
And so that allows me to, to do it a little quicker. And I, I love doing interviews, and I, I, I definitely want to continue doing those. So I, I plan to keep that up while also just focusing on really the design and layout and, and the operational side of it, obviously. I'm still handling the primary editorial direction. We, we have our editors, our review uh, editor, Sam, or our features editor, Sam, I'm sorry, and Alicia is our reviews editor. Um, but we also have still a lot of great writers that are continuing to help uh, create content for Megavisions on the, the magazine site and also on our website. Uh, so we do have a good team that's continuing to make content. So I'm going to lean on them going forward and also uh, welcoming in more uh, freelance writers, hopefully opening up some some pitches that could come our way. With issue three, I mean, when we started out with, with production on that, I mean, it was... <laughs> It was, we were looking at last year um, to be shipping kind of in the fall, I think was our goal, or maybe summer originally. Holy crap. So after we really worked through the like redesign process, that took us a little bit uh, a time there to work through kind of how we wanted to make the, the reviews look, how we wanted to make the previews look, features, and all, all sorts of things, and, and really kind of set up s different styles and templates that we could use going forward to try to uh, make our our process a little a uh, bit more efficient. So that all took a little bit of time, but really, you know, it just took me a lot of time to work through it. I, I wasn't happy with the early designs I was working on, but once we started really nailing some of our our designs, it all kind of fit together. It just took time for me to work through it. So we actually wrapped up, uh, you know, issue three in, I think in January, late January, uh, we published the, the digital version, uh, I think January 22nd, uh, to, to Patreon. Uh, and we went from there and we were immediately looking at going into, to printing, uh, for the physical, uh, copies of issue three going into issue three, we'd been looking at working with the previous printing company that we had done with uh, like seven, eight, and nine. Or it was seven and eight, I'm sorry, it wasn't nine. Because the, the printer that we had been working with for the first few, the last few issues, um, they've, been, they've been pretty good, they've been okay. They're one of the cheaper printers that are based in the US. Uh, and so, but yeah, we've just noticed that over the last couple of issues, just the quality and some of the, maybe the customer services has kind of gone down a bit, and we wanted to see about maybe going back to our previous printer, giving them a shot, see what we could do. Um, with the overall goal and long-term goal, and I'll get to what more of it, is, is finding a, a local printer that we can work with locally, but that's kind of long-term. But back to this issue. So we started working with our old printer again, and we got late into, you know, really far into the, the production and and really the setup right before we started going into printing, uh, and then they emailed us to let us know that they wouldn't be able to print the magazine with spine text, uh, which we started doing. Uh, I want to say with issue nine, yes, because I have all the issues right here. I'm looking at them. Uh, issue nine is when we started doing spine text, and. That was kind of important to us, and it was one of the things we kept hearing about, either at conventions or or messages and from readers that they wanted spine text, which is you know typically it says like the name of the magazine, the issue number, 
and like kind of the the release window and it just looks nice too uh i'll admit i do like it when magazines have some nice consistent spine text and when you have them sitting on your your shelf it makes it look nice when there's that consistency there it just lends to the kind of collectability i think and an overall polish of the magazine so that's something we established with the last few issues and something i wanted to retain and they told us that they wouldn't be able to do it and that was a bit of a, a shock because they had no not mentioned that at all previously so uh their reason being is that basically the uh the magazine with the, the page count and everything else that we have was too narrow for their printing machines that they required basically a spine width of like 0.18 inches and ours was like 0.11 uh their solution was basically to to print the magazine with no spine text or <laughs> add like 20 pages to the magazine uh to to get the 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 required width enough to for for their printers to be able to to print that and so just looking at those options and and the way that <laughs> it, we just couldn't I, I couldn't go forward with it uh i just felt like it was just either gonna be cutting corners and going back on on something where we made i felt like we had made progress you know we had started the um the spine text and i know our our readers and our fans appreciate that and requested it and i just felt like going back on that it would just detract from the magazine and it would take a step backwards where i felt like we were taking so many steps forward with this magazine uh in this issue in particular so i made a decision we're going to cancel it, the order altogether. Uh, I don't want to move forward with this. If you all can't provide the product that our, our readers come to expect and our Patreon supporters have, have paid for, then we're not going to, to move forward with it. So we went back, kind of looked at our, all our options and contacted and, and spoke with a bunch of printers all over the country. And so we ended up going back to the printer that we had been using uh, with issues uh, nine uh, from the legacy issue and then one and two. Uh, because hey, we knew they know how to print spine text and we shouldn't have any issues with them. Uh, and so during that process, it took almost, geez, like two weeks for us to get our, our refund back from that the initial printer uh, to, to get the funds back so we could put our order in. And I had to end up making several calls and emails to, to get them to refund it even after they said that they had issue the refund and it was going to take it was like five to seven business days for a refund it's, it's ridiculous that they can take that long companies expect you to take that long uh, but it took longer than that and so i had to keep calling and, and finally we got the refund we were able to put the order back in and, and proceed forward so thankfully uh, the issues arrived today and they're in good shape no issues with them being damaged or anything like that god i will say it's always one of the most like uh anxiety uh fueled moments for me when i open a box of a freshly delivered megavisions issues because all i'm thinking of is god please don't let them be completely like demolished or or, or damaged in any way right first and then the next thing I do, uh, as butterflies are churning and you know I'm, you know, starting uh, to sweat, uh, is I open you know the uh, the the first box and cut open the the wrapping inside to to pull out the first issue and 
and kind of flip through it and uh, just spotting and just just QCing everything, seeing how it looks and everything. And me, I'll, I will say, I've, I've been an editor for a really long time. I've edited, you know, for the Air Force. I've, I've been an editor for a really long time. Like I said, I, I did the base newspapers for over 10 years from, I went from, you know, Montana and to Texas to Guam doing that. And then I started uh, on the video game side, you know, a long time almost around the same, you know, soon after I started in the Air Force. And so I've been writing, editing for a really long time. Uh, and so I could spot things really quickly and, and stuff. So I'm really happy with issue three. I, I know we can continue to improve and I'm really looking forward to jumping into production on, on issue four. But I think going forward, we're still going to be looking for a local printing company here either in New Jersey, the New Jersey area, or Philadelphia. Um, and so if you guys know anybody, let us know. Now, one of the things I've kind of done over the course of my career is, is separate as much as I can. It's kind of my Air Force career and what I'm doing there and what I'm doing on the gaming side. I don't know why it is, but I have just have just never really let those two uh, cross very much. Um, on my Facebook and, and on, yeah, pretty much my Facebook, I, I keep that kind of for my family and friends and, you know, my, my coworkers and stuff like that. So I've kept them all pretty separate, but I do want to talk a little bit about my, um, about that side a little bit more and, and how it's kind of come into play with Megavisions a little bit. So in late summer of last year, I ended up taking on a, or accepting a position back at um, Joint Base um, McGuire-Dix-Lakehurst uh, working community relations and, and public affairs. Um, but this time, instead of being military, I was able to be civilian. I kind of toyed with the idea of potentially going back uh, to work um, here and there, uh, but I was... I was really focused on, on, on getting, you know, issue three in production and finishing that up and, and really getting that going, um, that I was hesitant to take on, you know, a full-time job because I knew, uh, the kind of the time responsibilities it was going to require. Right. Uh, and I was kind of afraid of what that might mean with, with Megavisions, but talking to them, Kind of understanding kind of the role and responsibilities of of what i would be doing um i was i was pretty happy with that basically i was going to be the deputy chief of community relations uh, so i wouldn't have to worry about running the entire thing and being responsible for the whole program necessarily i had a, a smaller slice that i was responsible for and i was happy with that because like i said it was easier for me to balance my duties with megavisions and in this new job and by the way, you know, it's not getting any easier to, to fund and, and make money uh, with, with Megavisions and, and running uh, online gaming news websites and printed uh, video game magazines. It's not easy. So part of one of the reasons why I wanted to go back to is just to, to continue to ensure, uh, you know, we were going to keep being able to fund Megavisions and being able to realize the plans that we have um, and not have those slow down while we stay uh, completely independent. That is, you know, still, it's very important to me 
we are Megavisions is, is still 100% independent and we rely on, you know, just the, the income that we can generate through sales, um, ad revenue, and then, uh, you know, obviously when it comes into uh, to printing the magazine, um, it's offset, you know, through our Patreon subscribers, but still there's a lot of costs that end up, you know, not covered through that. I cover on, on the back end of that as the owner of the business and publisher, editor, whatever, you know, other uh, handles I have, but I, I do that. And so I wanted to, uh, to make sure that we're going to keep that piece healthy. And it also afforded me some really interesting things to be able to start doing again with the Air Force, uh, you know, doing public affairs and public relations. I just also wrapped up my MBA uh, or was close to it at the time. And, uh, and so, you know, with that all, it just kind of made sense, like I said. So went back to work in August. Everything was going great. I was, I was really enjoying it. I was able to continue making progress on layouts with issue three. Uh, but around December timeframe, my boss basically announced that she was going to be leaving uh, for another position, still doing public affairs, but she was going to be able to do uh, a little bit more uh, of the overall kind of public affairs mission, not just so much in community relations. Uh, in, in the Air Force, public affairs also includes uh, like media relations, and then also what we call command information, which is kind of what I was doing back in the day when I was uh, working on base newspapers. But it's uh, basically going out and writing stories, documenting things that's happening around the base, doing video pieces and things like that. So she was able to, to take that new job, which was a promotion as well. And that left a vacancy in uh, my work section. And I was offer the opportunity to take that uh, promotion uh, and apply for that or stay where I was, which was, I was, I was happy where I was at. Um, and at, like I said, it was easy to kind of juggle Megavisions as well. Um, but the other side was, is that I, I had to kind of think about what would happen if they hired some new person who had a radically different vision for what we wanted to kind of achieve and what I thought, how I thought, I guess it should be ran. And so weighing all of that and talking to my family and, and talking honestly to, uh, to the editorial staff and team at Megavisions, um, I was confident uh, that I could kind of take on that added responsibility. Um, and mind you, we also put you know, uh, we promoted and, and created positions for, you know, our reviews editor and features editor, um, which Sam and Alicia uh, were placed into because I knew going in that, you know, taking on those jobs that it was going to take time away. So I wanted to have people in place and they've been doing a great job and we've been able to continue making progress on the website. Uh, that's been great there. Uh, I wanted to, you know, kind of give you updates on that, but I will say, uh, you know, one of the primary reasons why I was hesitant to take on the and, and take that promotion for the chief role there uh, was because I knew it was going to, like I said, it was going to be a lot more responsibility. Um, it's an expanded uh, role where I'm working more with kind of civic leaders and being kind of the liaison or link uh, from the base uh, to the local communities and the surrounding communities, the civic leaders. Um, elected officials and, and things of that nature. So 
it's a great job. I, I'm really loving it. It gives me a lot of uh, creative freedom to, to do some unique things where we can find ways to, to work closer with our community partners uh, while opening the base up more, you know, to uh, tours, uh, bringing, uh, you know, uh, schools in and and having like mentorship programs. There's lots of interesting stuff I can do. So I know that's all kind of boring uh, possibly for to a lot of you. But uh, for me, I really do. I love public affairs in the Air Force for because it's it's given me so much of, of what I have today. Um, without me going into public affairs, uh, I certainly wouldn't be where I'm at today. And I know we wouldn't have Megavisions or Sega Nerds or me doing any of the other things because the Air Force trained me and gave me the tools and, and kind of like put me on a path to be able to do this. And, and then I was able to kind of match that with this crazy, you know, silly dream I had of, of you know, wanting to be a, a video game journalist and go and cover E3 because of how I was inspired by growing up reading magazines, EGM, Game Pro, Game Informer, and everything else, of, of, and seeing those journalists going and covering E3. It just looks so awesome to me. And so, yeah, the work has been great. But it's been a lot, and I, I won't lie, it's, it's been a challenge, you know, juggling all that stuff, because what ended up happening in, in December is when I took the promotion, uh, when I moved up to that chief spot, it left a vacancy uh, in where I was at before for the deputy position. And so it took several months for us to go through the, the hiring process and bring someone else on. So from basically like November last year through almost towards the end of March, I was essentially running the program by myself. It's it was it was challenging. It it was a lot going on. We should have you know three or four people in in the section. It was only myself, and and so it was like I said, it was challenging. I was super stressed out, um, and I wasn't able to to focus as much as I wanted uh, to the magazine. But I I was still able to keep going, and we were able to get to the finish line. And thank God uh, for that. Um, the good news professionally is that we did hire a, uh, a deputy, an awesome woman who was doing a protocol um, previously, and she's just a great fit. She has a great personality, so I'm very excited to keep working with her and, uh, and help build our program um, going forward. So the good thing is with that is that I'm able to you know finally uh, offload some of my workload uh, to her. Um, as she takes on, you know, kind of the um, the primary responsibilities for her job and her role there, um, I can kind of give that back to her while I focus on on my stuff, managing the program and 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 whatnot. And so with that, I will be able to focus and have you know more attention uh, when I go home, off the job, off the clock, to be able to you know work on Mega Visions like I had planned to. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited, and my plan is to basically continue to do both. I, I want to, uh, I'm having so much fun working for the Air Force again. We just had an open house and air show last weekend, and it was great. Holy smokes, we had so many people from New Jersey and everywhere, you know, in the surrounding area come out um, to the point where all the parking lots ended up becoming full, and later in the day, they actually had to close uh, the gates and, and turn people away, which it, it's unfortunate, but 
it goes to show how many people wanted to come. And we were a little worried uh, at one point in, with, in the planning committee for the air show that, you know, maybe we weren't going to get as many people. But on Sunday, everyone turned out and it was it was a great show. So, like I said, I'm, I'm having a lot of fun doing that. And uh, it's affording me some some fun, unique things professionally and, and it's allowing me to grow. And like I said, the benefit is uh, I'm able to ensure that uh, Megavision stays independent, that we're not having to fill up our website full of those like terrible Google ads and everything else that you see on, on, on websites these days. I hate that. It doesn't, it makes for a, a terrible uh, reading experience and it's just, I, I hate it. So with this job, I'm able to ensure that Megavision stays funded, stays in operations and stays, stays strong. Um, that's really the goal. So moving forward, I really want us to, to refocus our attention on Megavision's magazine. I think the magazine is, is very important uh, for us um, as a business and also uh, just as part of our identity. Uh, it, it's really one of the things that separates us from, you know, being just another, you know, kind of gaming website, uh, if you will. And it also, hey, it gives us a recurring uh, physical and digital product uh, for our store and for our business. We, we, we need products uh, to sell as a business. It, it only makes sense, right? So I really want us to, to, to put a renewed focus and just refocus on that uh, going forward. So you're going to see that over on the website. We've started focusing more on writing feature content uh, versus news. That's really just looking at the landscape of new gaming news writing today. I see a news article come out whether it's a press release or whether it's like Kotaku or whoever breaks some bit of news, whether it's big or small, every other website is reporting on it within a few minutes. I don't think that that is a great way for us to be investing our resources in is just writing the same kind of content, the same news that everyone else is. And so I would rather our writers be focused more on creating long-form feature content that's more interesting and can give us a different way, not a different way of covering games, but we're covering them on a deeper level in a longer way than just writing news all the time. And really, I would rather the money that I'm putting into Megavisions know that it's going towards funding and putting forth content that's really meaningful and that we're proud of. That's not to say we're going to completely abandon news because we're not. Sam has his weekly news uh, or weekly uh, new releases that he posts every Monday. We're going to continue doing that. We're going to continue doing the everything we know about features or, or news pieces that we, we do on upcoming games, which is basically a living article, if you will, where we continually update it throughout uh, the development and, and and kind of the development cycle of a game from cradle to grave and, and even beyond after a, a kind of post-release. And so we're going to continue to do those, but we're also going to continue to write some news when it makes sense on the games that we're, we're covering. So for instance, if it's um, games that we're going to be covering in the magazine, if there's important big news that we want to ensure our readers are aware of like for instance if like heaven forbid you know final fantasy 16 got hit with another delay um, we would want to share that kind of news but 
I'm not what I'm the news I'm talking about is like oh it's a new trailer for a you know this game that we're 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 covering. We don't need to post a new, a new news article every time there's a new trailer. Like it's getting shared around all over already. What I'm more interested in is like let's talk to the developer and see what they say about this game or let's get a find a way that we can get some early access to this game and write a preview coverage on it. And really from a from a game standpoint, I know that's probably important to to a lot of people too, like what kind of uh, coverage are we going to be having going forward and I know we've kind of evolved from where we started uh, with Megavisions and uh, where we were almost 100% covering uh, Sega. And that was really because of how we started with, with Sega nerds. Uh, and I mean, Sega is still always such a huge part of all of our hearts. We, I, I love Sega, um, continue to do so. But uh, looking at the landscape, you know, we wanted to cover the broader gaming industry in Megavisions and kind of looking forward, what I want to continue to do is, is focus on the indie side of the industry, kind of like the, uh, the mid-tier AA indie scene. It seems like uh, a lot of those publishers died away. A lot of the AA, I should say, the mid-tier publishers, you know, died away in kind of the uh, mid to late 2000s. And then in the 2010s, you know, it seemed to more kind of fell by the wayside and we don't really have that anymore. It's like AAA or indie is, is what it seemed like it had been for so long. But what we're seeing is, is more of these indie developers over time have grown, um, have begun making acquisitions of their own and, and they're sizable companies um, that are putting out and publishing games uh, weekly, monthly, all the time. Like I'm talking about companies like Devolver Digital and, and so many others that you see at game conventions like PAX East, um, not E3, but <laughs> Summer Games Fest and the like. But I think they're an important part of our industry and I would like to cover them more. Uh, and so you'll see some more of that uh, in the pages of, of Megavisions, but also on our website. I think that's a, a key part and where we can, can find a, a um, not niche, but continue to carve out a, 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 another piece of the industry that we're covering, right? And so we're going to continue to do that. Uh, but we're also going to, to keep covering uh, retro reviews uh, and things like that in Megavisions the, on, in the website. That'll be all on across both the website and, and the magazine. You can expect that kind of coverage. And we're also going to keep covering more of the larger games too. Uh, the games that, the AAA games really the ones that have a, a, a long history and a deep connection to gaming culture and gamers. Like I'm talking about series like Mortal Kombat, Doom, Super Mario, Sonic, all of those franchises that have been here for so long and, and really, you know, touch and inspire, you know, every other game that's released today. I think those are important to continue to cover. Um, because they're part of our culture and, and they're, you know, they're important to me. I love those type of games, you know, Street Fighter, uh, the new Street Fighter's coming out soon too. So those are the stuff I want to continue to cover. So you'll see that all throughout the pages of Megavisions. Uh, lastly, just really quickly, uh, with issue four, we finalized the flat plan already, uh, with that. And our writers are, are finishing up a lot of the content. 
I plan on beginning layout and production uh, in early June. Um, the first thing that I want to do before I really start out on production with issue four is take the time to ensure all of our templates are properly set up with you know the style sheets and, and everything else. It's something that I was kind of working with on the go with the last issue. I was, I was basically starting working from the templates that designer Dan had created, uh, working that and then kind of midway through the process after Sketch and I had nailed down what we wanted to do and our own you know new kind of process, um, I had started using some of the um, the files and the InDesign files that he had um, he had been using and creating, and so that's all part of you know like I said some of the some of the stuff that we had kind of went through um, kind of slowed us down and it, it we had to kind of nail down our, our workflow and how we we're going to figure it all out and so with that I want to nail all that stuff down so we don't have any more confusion or, or slow down and we'll uh, be able to publish that you know on time won't have any delays <laughs> that's kind of where we're at with uh, megavisions all together uh, there I'm very excited like I said with issue three really looking forward to getting this out the door and getting the hands of uh, our our patreon supporters uh, and our, uh, our our people who you know supporting us on our website too so those are going to be coming. Uh, beginning tomorrow, uh, we'll be putting out a Patreon post as well, letting you know that those are on the way and where you can continue to get current issues of Megavisions. So I, I want to also get the the podcast rolling again on uh, a regular schedule, back on a weekly schedule. Um, again, that's going to be something that uh, I think to be able to do that, we're going to have to probably bring... Uh, someone on like a, a dedicated podcast editor or someone like that. So if you're listening and you know someone holler at us So uh, we'll talk uh, But I would like to keep the podcast going and get that back on track as soon as we can I just don't think I can take the time in my day to be able to to produce and and plan and record the podcast and then and do all the production editing on it uh, and the post editing. Um, I can't do all that in addition to everything else I'm doing. And so we'll we'll see if we can hire someone here soon uh, and get those back on track. Um, but other than that, if you have any questions, uh, any issues, if you, if you know whatever else, if you need anything, just reach out to us. Our our general email address is megavisionsmag at gmail.com. Feel free to email us if you have anything that you need, you know, to discuss with us. If you have, you know, any old orders or anything like that that you've never received, just reach out. Um, and with that said, we're going to end this week's show. And as always, you can subscribe to Megavisions over on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash megavisions. And you can also purchase back issues over on the Megastore, which you can find at www.megavisions.net. So that's going to do it for this week's episode. We will be back again, hopefully, very soon. See you later.